You're watching Meet the Movie Press. Today we're going to be talking about the Rogue One trailer, Sausage Party, Pete's Dragon, The Crow, all these villains. It's awesome. Enjoy. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Meet the Movie Press. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. You are tired this week. Uh, a little bit. A little bit tired. It was you had a, a busy week, man. It was a long week. Uh, you know, out at the Soho house last night. <laughs> <laughs> seeing the new Eddie Murphy movie because guess what yeah. I get to talk to him in a few hours I'm yeah, going from you to doing, Eddie Murphy it's he crazy. is doing interviews today very excited about that what do you think are you not embargo embargo I, I have no idea what the rules are and okay. so I don't want to uh, say okay. anything you know? okay it look, the trailer looks good but so did Suicide Mr. Squad. Church so, yeah it would, I'll tell you this much mm-hmm. and I think I can say this much it would be a great drinking game Every time somebody says Mr. Church in this movie, <laughs> take a drink, you will be dead by the end of the Okay, film. we're going to do that. Uh, you can do soft drinks because I know you're not a, you're not a booze fan. Um, I'll just drink all the fucking wine. Yeah. Yes. All right. So, cool. so let's just dive right in because we have a, a huge show. There's, I mean. There is a lot whoa, to talk about. Yeah. Easy there, Hollywood. I thought this was August. I thought it was supposed to be slow. Yeah. Alas, it wasn't. No. Um, so, you know, let's start where everybody wants us to because, okay. you know, we're. We're like that. Let's start We're at the people top. people pleasers. Start at the top and work our way down. We'll start at number one. Okay. And that's Rogue One. Yes. Uh, Rogue One dropped a trailer last night. It did. Everyone was refreshing their browsers mm-hmm. for hours, waiting mm-hmm. for this thing to drop during the Olympics. And Simon, what did you think? I thought it was okay. Um, yeah. I mean, a, a lot of people were kind of uh, losing their shit last night, getting super excited about it. Um, I thought it was good. Um, I, 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 I'm a, I'm a Star Wars fan. I'm not a diehard Star Wars fan. I enjoy the Star Wars movies. Uh, it didn't excite me in the same way that the previous trailer did. And also, I'm just a little bit... I know we knew Darth Vader was going to be in this, but I'm just getting this, and we discussed this before. I'm just finding there's a little bit too much information in trailers at the moment. And it seems to be this increasing trend in Hollywood. And I'm just like, don't give me too much of the good stuff now. When I watch the movie, I want to have it going impacting. Moments like the Han Solo moment in Force Awakens, Mm -hmm. where you don't know some of these things are coming. I just, please, Hollywood, leave some surprises for the audience. I just, I'm not going to watch any more Rogue One trailers because I don't want to know or see any much more about the movie. So I'm going to go, okay, I'm leaving it here. It, it, it keeps me excited and interested in the film, but it didn't, if I'm honest, blow me away. I completely agree with you. Okay, Sorry, fine, I was just good. tweeting out the link there. I, was, I thought I was you were listening. just tweeting Simon's a dick. I was like, who the like fuck the is this guy talking one. next to me? Check out the board um, guy. No, so I completely agree with you, actually. Okay. Uh, I thought it was not as good as the first trailer. Mm. It was a step backwards, which is rare. Uh but I guess that, you know, that first teaser was just so awesome. Mm. I really thought it looked great. And I, and I think this movie looks great. I think I think that it has a look where it assuages, assuages yeah. <laughs> um, people's fears in, in lieu of some of the stories that have been written about Rogue One, uh, mm. reshoots, that kind of thing. I think that movie looks it looks pretty cool. I just thought the trailer itself as a piece of marketing uh, was not as good as the first one. And again, it's not about uh, what you see in the trailer. It mm. is how you see it. It is yeah. about, about the presentation. Sorry, go ahead. It looked like you were going to say there something. Are, there are a lot of trailers that obviously the action features very heavily in, and they're a key part of selling movies. A recent example is Jason Bourne. 
A lot of that featured a lot of the action scenes in the movie. With this, though, it felt to me a little bit like a sizzle reel of the cool bits rather than having action from the movie in it. Do, do, do you know what I mean? I know there's a very subtle difference, but it just felt a bit less like here are some big set pieces and kind of like, look, we've got we've got the previous one was strong theme and now we've got lots of things so, going so back. So honestly, here's what I thought. Um, I thought the music wasn't good. I, I thought... It was not th- choice. Th- there was... There was only one chunk of awesome music, and yeah. it's when they shoot the what is it the ATA? I don't know what the fuck it is. Not the attack thing, yeah. Whatever the the, the giant whatever. thing, and the, and you see the, the the whatever the hell it is yeah. go up there. The, that there's music right there that yeah. I think is awesome, um, but the rest of it it just doesn't have that soaring. This is going to be epic feel. It didn't have that cohesion between all the elements. Yeah, I think. And sorry for not knowing any uh, vehicles and machines in the Star Wars universe yeah, or weaponry. I We're not dissing no Star clue. Wars. It's just there's a there's a lot of them and they keep adding them. Um, it, yeah, but I mean I'm I'm still very interested in it as a film and I'm still very much looking forward to it. Yeah, um, me too. But I, 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 that the trailer, it didn't it didn't give me a cinematic semi in the way that the Force <laughs> Awakens trailer. We don't did. need to think about your semi. It's okay. Um, just putting it out there. So. Honestly, I think that if this movie delivers, and and I felt the same way about Star Wars last mm. year, and, and I thought Star Wars was you know fine, it was good, mm-hmm. okay, to good, uh, but on the whole, not a great movie. I think that this has the potential to be a great movie, yeah. and given not that it's a weak year for 2016, but I don't think that there's as many Oscar contenders as in past years. Yep. I think that this could be in contention for Best Picture if it delivers. It's all in the execution. So, uh, in the chat, film uh, film nerd Jamie is saying that the Vader reveal was lame. Let's be it frank. was. It was just, and he was yeah. going to be catch him on a breath. He was, like, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I was just. I would rather that you not been in there. We know that Vader's going to be in there. We we found that out a couple of months ago. That was confirmed. I'm like, okay, let's let's leave I just the physical maybe reveal. Maybe I would have opened with it, like. I just thought the little tag at the you know at the end yeah. after the title was like a oh no, yeah don't forget Darth Vader uh, yeah it wasn't yeah. my favorite trailer no no nope. there were there were much stronger trailers out this week that for for far Wait, less films what else hit uh, I'll be honest were, with I, you I, I let, and I'll probably take some shit for this hmm. I really liked the new Resident Evil trailer. <laughs> I I actually missed that one I, I consider myself the I mean it's a franchise that takes. A lot of critical shit, and they're not—they're not great movies, but they're fun movies. I and think, well, yeah, I like them. I mean, I think okay. some. Of, I, I, I'm just teasing you. I, I don't even know if I've seen a Resident Evil movie. I have—I have favorites within the franchise. Some of them I'm really not a fan of, and I could very easily not watch again. Um, but yeah, I'm—I'm—and I like the look of the way they've done this. They've kind of bring it lo-fi. It's very gritty. I—I I got more excitement out of the Resident Evil trailer than I did out of the Rogue One. Okay. Just purely from did, like, ooh. Did you catch the Allied trailer this morning? I did, which has already been mentioned in the chat. Oh, wow. Um, what did you think? People are interested in Brad, yeah. in Brad Pitt. Who, who, who would have thunk it? Um, I like I, him. I thought it looked good. You know, I, I, uh. I'm not, I wasn't actually expecting that much from this movie. No. Um, but it looked like it had some, some pretty cool action. And they both, you know, look at their movie star best. They do. Know? Um, it, it certainly visually already. I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm very much into that. There are a couple of movies coming up in the next few months. So I'm like, even if the film is not that great, I know I'm going to enjoy looking at it. And that was one of the things and that I took away from Suicide Squad. I enjoyed looking at that. Um, but I just, I, I like Zemeckis. I mean, I know he's caught some shit recently, but I really like The Walk. Yeah, um, I like The I liked, Walk. And I, I like Flight. Flight, too. Flight was a great movie. Although, is Flight really like his third credit? Because that trailer, you know, is like for, from the director, Forrest Gump, Castaway, and Flight. Like, 
Can we get a better third credit there I for Bob Zemeckis? Well, I've, I've seen, obviously, on some press notes recently for some really big actors, and it's really odd choices of films from their resume <laughs> right. that you're seeing popped in there, and uh-huh. it's kind of like... Are they are they favouring the bigger titles? I don't, I don't like, know, but it's just that it's sometimes the bigger titles, but also there's some odd choices. Mm-hmm. As in, like, why would you... That's that's All right. if you're trying to associate with, with 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 a product kind of films that they've done that you like of a similar type, you wouldn't go if you're talking about let's say Veep the TV show, you wouldn't say the guy that's now the showrunner of Veep who's also done Kerber Enthusiasm and wrote Euro Trip. You wouldn't put Euro Trip in there. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like it's an odd. There yeah. are other there are other projects that people would, would have worked some, with. Some Maybe people you would put Euro Trip. I've watched in there. that film too many times to be acceptable. But you know, it's kind of it's yeah, just I, there I, are other I things that I would have thought it. you'd want to put in there. We were talking about Matt Damon. You really yeah. uh, took the opportunity. To, <laughs> I love to I bring hey I love Matt Damon in that movie. Um, Scotty doesn't know. Let's talk about just a couple of director bits because I also yeah. I want to I want to talk okay. about this week's new releases sure. as well. Yeah. Um, but these were two really intriguing choices. Uh-huh. Uh, David Fincher. Yeah. Being courted for World War Z two. Yeah. Um, Justin Kroll at Variety broke this. It yep. was it was a bit of a jaw dropper because you wouldn't think that Fincher would take on a sequel. You know, like a franchise sequel to like, mm-hmm. you know, the movie. I liked World War Z. I liked it better than I thought it was so going to. Um, but it just doesn't like. Anyways, and he would do anything for Brad. Mm-hmm. Mostly, uh, I think that this one's going to come down to money. Yep. You know, Fincher does not come cheap. Um, I don't know how much he gets paid per film, but I would imagine. He feels he's worth around $10 million on a big franchise movie like that. Well, there are a lot of things that I, like you, I enjoyed World War Z. And when that, when I saw that, I got a lot of shit from people. That was the first time I was ever accused of being in the pocket of a studio when I said mm-hmm. I liked a film. Um, by people who hadn't actually seen the film, by the way. Um, and I think that there's, as, as visually great as World War Z was, and I think there was a lot of suspense and excitement in that, I think Fincher does tension and drama in a very different way, which mm-hmm. I think would really elevate... World War Z two to something that's more than just that's a right. It, it could be. Movie. It doesn't need to sort of follow this, have the same look or follow no, this exactly. It could be totally different. And so, just imagine, take the title away from it. Yeah, David Fincher is making a zombie movie with Brad Pitt. Yeah, potentially. I mean, I we've I heard that he was eighty uh, percent. He brings 80% out in, and he brings out. He tends to bring out the best. In every actor. Now, Jesse Eisenberg is an actor that I can kind of take or leave. Sometimes he's great, and sometimes I'm like, okay, you, you tick boxes. Yeah. But when he's worked together with Fincher, mm-hmm. he's brought out some of the best performances that he's given in his career. Fincher's amazing. Yeah. So I think with that, if people, a lot of, a lot of people criticize World War Z, and I think if they're trying to go past those criticisms, they come on. Fincher would be a very safe and reliable and interesting pair of hands. I'm just like picturing him like directing these a huge hundred and fifty million dollar tentpole mm. uh, and and anticipating clashes with that studio, but maybe that studio's just not in a position right now, especially in lieu of Star Trek Beyond, to you know uh, yeah flex its muscle. Like it, it should just let Fincher come in and make his movie and just trust the guy. Like whatever they're doing is not really working. Uh, Star Trek Beyond. You know, talk about losses. I'm sure this is going to pop up in, in a trade soon. Mm. Um, you know, I may want write about Unmashable, but the movie is dying. It's getting killed. People are focusing on Ghostbusters. You know, there were stories about it losing 70 million. Yeah. 
the Hollywood Reporter said seventy million, and, and Variety said fifty million. And yeah. The studio saying like twenty five million. It's a lot I mean, of it's, million. It, yeah, whichever it's, way it's you a lot of million, it. and it's going to be a loser. But like, start that's getting all the press, and it's distracting from what is happening with Star Trek Beyond, which mm. is just. But it hasn't stopped oof. them greenlighting a fourth movie or working on a fourth movie. First of in all, the franchise. they haven't greenlit a fourth movie. They announced a fourth that they're that they're developing a fourth movie. And let me tell you something right now, folks. You can cross that off your fucking calendars. Like, there's no way that that movie is happening with what is happening to Star Trek Beyond. The movie has grossed $198 million worldwide. Mm-hmm. It cost $185 million. Now, the theaters take in the actual $198 million. Yes, they do. So they only give them half the money. So they mm-hmm. have $99 million, right? Mm-hmm. They spent $185 million on production. And let's just say 115 to sell it. Yep. Okay? Make it an even $300 million budget. Yep. That's a huge loss. It is a huge loss. I mean, pers- I don't I I'm quite surprised actually that it that it has done not so so not well. That's not actually proper English, but um cuz I as a film I actually enjoyed it and it's one of the films I had the most fun with at the box office this summer. Here's the thing, what people what studios don't seem to understand. Look at the NFL. Mm. The NFL is a juggernaut. It is the biggest sport in America, I think by far. It doesn't travel. Nobody cares outside of America. Mm. And I'm not sure that Star Trek's international fan base is what Paramount thinks it is. Mm. It it has not done that great overseas. No. There you go. I think, yeah, you're fair. But, yeah, I mean, I... I'm just saying it's a it's a big hit, and, and you know if I was them, it is a big hit. I, I would definitely bring in a guy with Fincher's experience, um, yeah, and just have him have him make the best movie he can. Pay pay the guy whatever he wants. I think that's fair. Cross town in Burbank, yes. Universal's hiring Antoine Fuqua. They are on Scarface. Yeah, that's that was a whoa. That took me aback. Yeah. Now is he getting caught up in being like this sort of macho director, like you know, well, Magnificent Seven. Uh, what was the, uh, the equalizer yep. before that training day? Like he, he definitely he's right for Scarface, but yeah. wouldn't you like to see him do something different? I would like to see him do something different. I mean, for me, it was kind of this would be his third reboot adaptation, kind of a, right. re, a, a, a reworking, whichever word you want to slap on it, right. in a row. As maybe you say. it's so that it's that much harder to d- to develop an original movie or get an original movie. Off but the also, ground. look at yes, absolutely. But also, if you look at their timeline that he's doing that over, that means that he will be eight years, probably six six to eight years, mm-hmm. if if he is going ahead with this, um, where he won't have done an original piece of work, right. And in Hollywood, that's quite a long time. So I would just, but he's as he's, long as he's making money, I think that's all that they care about. And, well, and, and yeah, I, but I, then you become that guy. Uh-huh. You become the remake guy, and I don't. Right. I don't know if he wants to be that guy. I don't. I don't know if this is a case of like lining up your next job before your movie comes out. Mm. You know, to like, oh, what if the movie doesn't do well? Oh, well, we have Scarface ready to go rather than let's wait until after the movie and see what happens. Yeah. And if it doesn't do well, you're screwed. Um, I don't know if it's that kind of thing or what. I was really looking forward to, I think it was Pablo Lorraine who was directing yeah. uh, Scarface and having an outsider's take on that story. Yeah. Uh, but... So it's like, I mean, it's like it, it's you not, have to commend the, the hire, but yeah, it's it's. I'm just going to say it's not the worst. It's not the worst association. You know, I think he would do, he would do a great job with it. 
But I'm just wondering if he wants or needs to be that guy. He's got so much, I think he's so just much a... shot in his cannon when it comes to creativity. I it's kind of waste. I think he'll deliver like a safe movie. That's that's what I'm afraid of. Yeah, it was well, equ- know, Equalizer was safe. safe. I mean, I I kind of enjoyed that, but I was I wanted more. I was a big fan of safe. the. Yeah, I was I was a big fan of the, the TV little, show. A little dangerous, a little like I don't know what to expect from this dude, Pablo Lorraine. Yeah, um, we'll see. All right, all right. Let's talk about uh, Sausage Party. Yeah, did I we, I went to the carpet this week. Are we going to do reviews now, or do you want to wait until the end and just do the news? I mean, I was going to like mix it up. Okay, but... cool. Let's yeah, let's do that. Let's talk about Sausage Party. Yeah, Sausage Party. Went to the carpet. Talked to Seth Rogen, McBride, Michael Sarah, and yep. David Krumholtz. So I had a good time there. The movie. I had a blast with it. I didn't love it. Okay. But I thought it was a lot of fun. And even more, it had my respect because I thought it was really well written, yeah. very smart, very clever. It's a good time at the movies. You? Yeah. Um, like you, I really enjoyed it. It didn't blow me away. I've seen a lot of sort of, you know, five-star reviews. I mean, it was, yeah. For me, it was a four. Um, and here's, here's the your issue. five-star system. That's fucking crazy. Okay, it's ten, so that makes it an eight. All right. um, you numbers. Um, <laughs> so... So uh, uh, there were parts in it that were – it comes out of the gate hard and fast. Mm-hmm. So You know what you're getting right you, away. Yeah. So if, you're, <laughs> if you buy a ticket thinking it won't be hardcore, you know in the first couple of minutes that you're probably going to have to go is, back to the box office and change you? it for Pete yeah. Dragon. Yeah, because this is probably not going to be your, your bag. Oh, man. I'm um, just anticipating – I am anticipating parents making that mistake. Well, like, I, look at this cute movie about the hot dog. I went to a press screening with one that some of the public were allowed into. It was like a GoFobo type thing as well. So there were kids? Um, there were, no, not kids, but okay. certainly young people. And I was sat between a guy who's probably a couple of years older than me and two women who were probably about eight, ten, ten years younger than me. Um, and they all absolutely loved it, even the really vile bits. Now, the problem with the movie for me is the fact that when it's great, it's great. It goes hard, it, you know, and it does not mess around. And when it does that, it's fantastic. And when it's really funny, it's really funny. The problem there is when the bits in the middle between those parts, which are funny, they kind of make you notice the difference quite a lot well, between I... going hard and then pulling back. And it at times <laughs> felt... Yeah, you know, pardon the expression, <laughs> matron. Um, <laughs> like in this movie, I'm just... Uh, it's totally inappropriate. Everything's an innuendo. Um, but then, you know, and then it, so it's it felt slightly... It didn't feel level enough for me. It, kind of the really good bits were really good, right. and then the other bits were... And they what gave a totally, lot of way in the totally acceptable in a regular movie. So that would have been fine as that uh-huh. level, but when that's your... When you're set level... When that's your baseline And then you're kind of so like, high. holy, you, fuck, we're up here. Right. It's like you just notice that then you're suddenly down here again. But it, but it does end on a high note. Jesus I mean, Christ. Holy shit. I was, it ends uh, that, on a high note and it leaves you coming at, like, you leave the theater talking like, what the fuck did I just see? You know that I'm a very <laughs> broad-minded, open-minded. The most. Not the easy to offend. The most Even I was like, what the fuck have I just seen? I, <laughs> it was wild. I, I, it was, I, I literally, I was, came out and I, was, I had to have a little sit down. I was like, yeah. I, 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 I mean, been to some dark corners of the internet, folks. There and, are. Uh, I haven't seen the things I saw in Sausage Party. There is only one film this year where you will see a, <laughs> a bagel giving a rim job, <laughs> and it's not Pete's Dragon. By the way, he was great. Yeah. Ed Norton, Sammy Bagel Jr. Everybody, uh, my favorite character, maybe just because he, he was Jewish. Um, you know, <laughs> you, you know who I loved yeah. uh, actually was Kristen Wiig. Yeah, as the bun. Um, my favorite Kristen Wiig performance in some time, I'll be honest. Yeah. She and she was 
She was sexy. <laughs> she was a sexy hot dog bun. Yeah. In a way that maybe I wouldn't necessarily buy in live action. Yeah. But the voice, you know, it was a very good voice performance from I, her. I thought it was just an exemplary um, voice pick. And there's another movie, which is an R-rated animated movie, which is coming up from the guys um, at Titmouse Animation, um, Tip which Mouse. is Titmouse. They're doing, they're doing, they're, they've involved in Son of Zorn and they've done a, a lot of other projects. Mm-hmm. They're really, really hot What's animation studio. What's it called? Um, the film is called Nerdland. Oh, yeah, yeah, And it, yeah, yeah. it did the festival circuit early this year. It's that. Paul Rudd's attached, Pat Oswalt's attached. Um, well, they've all voiced it, in fact. The vi- film's finished. And it's coming out later this year. And again, that's another cast, which is people that perhaps you, you know, you wouldn't associate with this kind of thing or just great comedy talent coming together and really letting rip and really having good. And they do that with this movie. Everybody, you can tell in their voice, they're having a great time. I mean, We're the chewing gum party? was genius. Oh, yeah. the, the, awesome. I mean, there are so many things in this that I was just like, seriously, guys, you absolutely nailed that. That is, and I'm a big fan of creative animated and creative bath swearing. salts. Like now you know what animated yeah. bath salts. Look it like. was just a shot in the arm. Yeah, I think you know previews last night. It did. Um, I... It did three point two five. It's expected to do about twenty, maybe twenty five this weekend. And obviously, it's very highly likely that um, Suicide Squad is going to be the number one movie, and that's going to pull it's in about. Going to be a word of mouth hit. Fifty one, fifty four. By the way, yeah. I, th- I think Sausage Party is going to overperform. I think this is actually going to be the kind of movie that people tell their friends like, "You have to see this." I would thing. like. To, I would. I would love to agree with you on that. I think, but I've already had discussions with here this morning before we did the show yeah. and a lot of people are like I'm interested in the movie but I might wait to catch it on DVD and I think that it's a shame because you really should see this with an audience exactly. and see That's everybody reacting the truest it'll thing be, we'll say all day it'll yeah. be funny on your own comedies but you, play better in a theatre yeah go do if you're going to spend $15 or whatever this weekend in a theatre you will it's like a comedy show Everybody's having a ride with it. People laugh at different things because mm-hmm. of culturality of, of the, that's not a word, but of characters and stuff like that. Everybody will see something different and laugh at it. And it's just, it's just brilliant. It's We're, a great time. Yeah, I, I, I greatly enjoyed it. I, I, I do prefer Seth and Evan's live action stuff more, yep. but this was a blast. Yeah. Did, what did you think of the douche, though? It's a little. You see, I annoying. didn't. I didn't like the douche. Yeah, it was a little I mean, annoying. Yeah, I was kind of like. It's someone said to me earlier. It's like, um, you know, oh, I'm really looking forward to the character, the douche, and I'm like, actually, the douche is probably the weakest character. Yeah, I I wanted it's less. Just, it's just a little. I wanted greeting. less it's douche. A and a little um, more sausage. So, so you said if you have fifteen dollars to spend, that's what you should see this weekend. So, yeah, but you've seen Pete's Dragon. I have. So, so what do you think? I haven't seen it. I love Pete's Dragon. I'll be honest. So that's with you. not the movie to spend the fifteen dollars on. Like... I, no, well, here's why: because I love Pete's Dragon. I really enjoyed Pete's Dragon, but I I had more fun with Sausage okay, Party. That's fair. Um, I saw Pete's Dragon. I went to see it at the El Capitan this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched it with. Uh, it was a press screening, but it was adults and kids. Um, you know, so it was a very mixed I know, audience. I couldn't, I couldn't make and it was a one. great environment to go to, um, and it's a great movie. Um, I cried. Um, so do take tissues. Uh, take tissues to Sausage Party for a different reason. Um, <laughs> but uh, but Pete's Dragon. That was good. That was good. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's really nicely done. Robert Redford's brilliant. Um, well, everybody in it is great. Um, it's very different to the original Pete's Dragon. I had a lot of people asking me online this week: is it is it like basically a remake of the of the original film? No, it's not. It's it takes it in a very different direction. Obviously, you still got the friendship with the boy and the dragon between uh, Pete and Elliot. Um, and I wasn't convinced by Elliot the dragon. 
when I saw the original sort of trailer and stuff like that. But he really does grow on you in this movie. It's great. It really touched me. It 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 excited me. I cried. Um, it's done really really nicely. Um, and again, like with Jungle Book this year, Disney have made a film here which is great for kids. It's don't take really young kids because it's. There's a lot of quite dark subject matters here about loss and that kind of thing. So, you know, don't take super young kids. OK. Um, but I, it's, you know, sort of it's it's enough there for kids and adults. And it's a, it's a real I, I left. I felt feeling uplifted and I, it was a really well made movie. I'm going to check it out. You should uh, do. This weekend. I don't know if Hell or High Water opens this weekend or if it's next weekend. I think but it's I did, this weekend. I, yeah. did, I did see it. Um and I liked it. I mm. didn't love it. Okay. You know, it may have been my boss is, uh, you know, Josh Dickey. It yeah. may have been Josh's favorite movie of the year. It has a, like 100% fresh rating on toma- Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know if it's that's still the case or if that was just like yesterday. I, I liked it. Yeah. Um, it. But it was it was certainly gritty. Uh, it was yeah. pretty badass. And and it's shot really well. Uh, David McKenzie, I, just, I do think he's a really talented director. He really did start, talented. start up. Yeah. Um, but he's done like Hallam Foe or Mr. Foe, as it was called in the US as well. Oh, he's okay. done he's done a lot of he's not afraid to shy he away. He did spread too, right? The the uh, the Ashton Kutcher Gigolo movie. Could have, might have done. I think he did. Um, but yeah, no, he's not he's not afraid to shy away from gritty visuals or anything like that. But he's um, no, I, I'm looking it's, forward it's, to seeing it. Tell you, it is yeah. a good Chris Pine performance. I have not been the biggest Chris Pine fan. No. Um, I don't love a lot of his big screen work and no, yet i know fair. he's a brilliant actor because i yeah. saw him and a nice live guy. in uh, you know like doing theater in yeah. farragut north i think it was mm-hmm. the ides of march play um he's a great actor which is why so, i wonder so why he does is, shit films sometimes yeah this is definitely one of his better performances cool. he's with ben foster again who he just did finest hours with ben foster's playing hothead again mm. uh jeff bridges is playing rooster cogburn again but it's honestly the people around them and and josh was right um and i've seen other critics make this comparison is too it's like the early cohen's a little bit okay yeah so check. I think you know. Check that out if you have a chance. If you're looking for, if you if you don't want uh, animated orgies and uh, yeah. flying dragons from Disney again, um, and there's robbery. Yeah, um, a couple of people in the in the chat are talking. Um, they're talking about uh, Tron. Um, the possibility the of uh, Tron, possibility of a third Tron movie. Get the fuck now, out see, of here! I'm, I would say I'm okay with that because I didn't like the first Tron movie, but I actually quite enjoyed Tron Legacy. They they like it. They like the um, you know like the music. They can sell soundtracks. They can sell that like, light up, one of my favorites. Light up shit and clothes. And, I don't know. It's 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 a sort of movie I think that you could potentially merchandise well. I don't know how mm. well the last one did, but you could probably do better. Um, it's just uh, no, no. The last Tron movie was bad. I am not. I agree to disagree on that one. I, um, are you really? No, I, I actually You're defending it. the last Tron movie I, with Garrett Headland. I'm not saying it's great. I enjoyed it. Holy shit! Hey, uh, but talking of threes, Jonah Hill this week was talking about MIB three. This this thing that's been rattling around for a while, and then obviously it turned out this year that uh, James Bobbin is attached to it um, to direct and was trying to ratify. And Jonah Hill's now this week doing the press for War Dogs. Uh, has said that basically, have you seen it's, that? Uh, I haven't. I'm going okay, to see okay, it next okay. week. Sorry, um, it's kind of impossible that it's going to happen because obviously they're going to have to kind of become the film that they're effectively lampooning. But that was the whole point. Yeah. Like, like, I had this yeah. movie really laid out for me in detail and it sounded brilliant. Yeah. It sounded like a really smart idea and a, t- and a good like riff on 
universes, and the yep. way studios are just smushing properties together, and and it would lampoon that. So I don't know what and they're scared of. But, but here's my thought: if it doesn't happen, mm-hmm. and they think that they can't do that, and again, this will probably put cat amongst pigeons. Um, but there is a franchise at Sony that they could do with if they do want to continue to invest in it in the way that they have invested previously. We're talking about Men in Black? Or, or Men in Black, but also teaming okay. that up with Ghostbusters. Men in Black meets Ghostbusters. Because You're they right. both operate in similar... I think that... You. If that's the way to save Ghostbusters, yeah. and you take... But you take the women. You take the women... And, and you and take you the guys from Men in Black, Black, and you have like a six team, a six person team, like the Avengers. Because if you've got aliens and ghosts, uh, ghosts and shit, that's that. Simon, you just sold a pitch to Sony. That's You're seriously, a that's a fucking. I I lit in the drive over here. I was like, why if they don't do Men in Black? Right. Uh, it's, it's a natural match. Yeah, just fucking do put Ghostbusters. We should with be it. a writing team if you get, if you get that job. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you have, I'll, I'll get on the phone to Sony because they love me right now. Uh, <laughs> no, they don't. Um, nobody, nobody loves me. Uh, but I just it just occurred to me that's a nat- that to me yeah. seems like a natural fit. You're 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 right. Um, and so there was talk. You know, let's go back to that yeah. that story about the Ghostbusters losing a, tens of millions of dollars. Either mm. way you slice it, uh, there was talk that the movie won't be getting a sequel. Yes, the sequel is very unlikely. Because as you said earlier, we're now while what? I buy that, yeah. I don't know that you hire these four women, particularly Melissa McCarthy, who's a movie star. If you have her on sequel options, which yeah. I'm assuming that they do, would have assumed you kind of have to use them. You just have to do better than the last time. So I think with all the fe- that controversy will be gone because it's yep. already happened. Um, you know, it's like, I, uh, there's you can't just give up on Melissa McCarthy as as a Ghostbuster. Is what I'm saying. You have to find a way to use her, whether that's combining them with a male Ghostbuster team, or like you said, bringing the Men in Black franchise. Yeah, there's there's more to squeeze there. And I just felt watching Ghostbusters there, and I think you felt the way, same way with many characters. Just kind of like there are certain things I would love to see picked up on the second movie. You've done the groundwork. You've laid that out. If Paul Feig doesn't want to do another one, which I think would be a shame, then give it to another director. But I think you're right. You don't want to waste that ensemble. I think Sony got a great thing. They've obviously looked at animated movie and they've looked at TV series as well. The fact they set up Ghost Corp, you know, means that they which do. Is, yeah. They were looking. So I don't know whether they are now, but they're certainly looking to do something more long range with that. Um, but yeah, I think now the fact that the, if they did do a sequel, they wouldn't have the what the fuck? It's women, women, right? Because we already happened. know they're women, so that's that's done. So right. that argument is not even worth barking mm-hmm. again. But it's really interesting. Something I, I had some, I had a troll this week on um, the internet come to me over saying that uh, it was actually to do with, with troll the show. on the internet. You say I know what next? Uh, someone who said that they thought critics were unfair with Suicide Squad because some critics were saying I can't recommend that you go and see this film, and they thought that was unfair. And I was kind of like, well, that's exactly what people did with Ghostbusters before they'd seen the movie. Right. Don't go. And I'm like, that works both ways. But I think now all that will be out of the way. That I think they've got they clear that Paul Paul has taken a lot of the shit. But I think the for the studio, that way is clear. Now. I, th- I think what you're talking about is almost like what is the role of the critic these days? Yeah, because like I, you know, I walked out to Swiss Army Man. I feel I regret that at Sundance, and I especially regret tweeting about it. Okay, um, and I said, "Don't go see this movie." Yeah, uh, I tweeted, and and that's because at a film festival, time is precious. Mm-hmm. It is. So I felt like don't waste your time with this. Go spend your time on something else. Mm-hmm. 
is that the job of the critic to say, do see this, don't see this? Or are you saying like, hey, go see everything and make up your own mind. Here's my opinion and let it well, help guide that's what, your, your That's choices. what critics are. It's just an opinion. As I put in my, my thing about Suicide Squad with Forbes, it's like pineapple on a pizza. Some so, people think you're crazy to have pineapple on a pizza. Some people think it's the best fucking thing since sliced bread. So it's it, a, a critical review, unless you're going in there with a pre-bias, like some people don't like horror movies, they're just going to say that it's shit. Um, your opinion, your job is to go... Go in and give your opinion, your opinion, on what you think about this film. Because people want to to know your opinion. Now, they might not agree or like your opinion, but it's your opinion. Now, if you're a critic that goes in there pre-prejudiced and says you're not going to like it because it's X genre or X actor or whatever, then you're not doing your job properly. If you're a fan that comes to a film that automatically defends it, even when this particular person as well was saying that um, it, it, it was flawed... And yet you're still defending it and saying that it's just it's just an opinion, whether you like or dislike something. There is no right or wrong in film criticism unless you're going in there with the pre, pre-set idea that you're not going to like it. Now, I've occasionally gone into a movie not expecting to like something sure. and then come out of it going, that was brilliant. Although I don't see a lot of movies that I don't expect to like. You know, like no. J- Josh and I got into a discussion yesterday. You know, I don't know if I'm saying this or not. But it was like we were talking about the Bridget Jones movie and like which one of us is going to review it. And we're like, it doesn't make sense for either of us to review I'll it. I'll quite happily do it. We're, we're going to have, have a female critic do it. Um, but but again, this is that's that's an interesting point because uh, recently, because obviously I write for IGN as well. Um, there was a guy who wrote a review for Bad Moms, and one of the feedback on that on on one of the the comments was, you should get a, a, a parent. You shouldn't get single men to do. It. I don't even know if this guy right. who wrote it was single. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck does that have to do with it? But that's like saying if you're not a, if you're not a spaceman, you can't Every, review the Martian. You watch the movie through different eyes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's I, like it's just it's an opinion on a thing. There are lots of men that went to see Bad Moms. There will be lots of. I love the Bridget Jones movies. I enjoy them. You know, okay. I'm not the target market, but I still enjoy it. That's okay. Sounds good. Uh, we have lots more to discuss. We do. So let's do it. Let's talk about how this week was awesome for me. Yeah, because I dropped my dream scoop. Mm-hmm. Dream scoop, people. Dream scoop. Ready to retire. Yeah. Okay? You did. It was a doozy. All I've wanted for years, almost on every phone call and conversation I've had for years. Yep. You hear who's going to play the crow? You heard anything on the crow? The crow? The crow? The crow? Mm-hmm. And this week, the answer was right under our noses. Was it? Jason Momoa posts this photo to Instagram, which I was tipped off to. Uh, and, he, and he's shaking hands with the Crow director. That's all Cornhardy is attached to direct. Mm. It's like just put two and two together. Made a few calls and uh, Jason Momoa and talks to be the Crow. What do you think? I like it. I like it. I don't think that there's any replacing Brandon Lee. No. I th- I, you know, the, the Crow is one of my favorite movies. It is a cult classic. Uh, and what happened to Brandon Lee, absolutely tragic. The sequels have been terrible. Yep. This movie has been up and down. It was going to be Bradley Cooper. Uh, I, I reported Tom Hiddleston at one point. Luke Evans. Luke Evans. Uh, I the think other the, guy. I think Jeremy Renner was circling it at yeah. one point. Uh, and, and most recently, Jack Houston. Uh, Who, some and, of those could have been good. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, the movie got closest, I think, with, with Jack Houston. Yeah. Before, you know, Relativity's bankruptcy stuff. And thank God... We got Jason Momoa instead of Jack Houston. Yeah. I think he's going to be a different, you know, it's a different kind of spin on the character. The mm-hmm. Crow is not traditionally this hulking dude. No. But I can totally see him as like a badass rock star. I yeah. think he'll look great in the face paint. I'm I'm kind of excited. You? 
Uh, I am. I mean, I, I, you know, like you, I was a big fan. I remember going to see, you know, The Crow in, in theatres when it first came out. Um, and, you know, it's a film that, the, like you, I think the, just, the sequels never did it justice. It's a great character. Um, you, can't, you can't replace. It's not about saving the world. That's no. what I like about it. It is about avenging your love and how you would do anything yeah. for the girl of your dreams. Yeah. And it's not, it's not replacing. It's, it's reinventing. It's reimagining. And it's, uh, you know, it's a fan- he's a fantastic character. And I think he is probably... Jason is not someone I would have linked to the role. No, I mean, If you'd have either. asked me to draw up ten names on a list, but when they said that and when you, you put this out this week, I was like, I can totally see that. Now, how, how was that not I was obvious? a little surprised because he's already Aquaman in the DC Universe. I'm yeah. like, oh, he's going to play another superhero? I guess there's a ton of time before Aquaman is shooting, you yeah. know? Um... There's nothing – I don't think that there's anything in his contract, Aquaman contract, that precludes him from playing another superhero, maybe from joining the Marvel Universe. Yeah. But they're, they're in – This is very the loophole. Yeah. The cr- the, yeah and, and the Crow is such a different character. It's yeah. such a different tone than I think what is happening in the DC Universe. This just – I want this to be dark and grit, gritty and fucked up. And yeah. I don't know how much they're going to make this movie for. I don't think you need to make it for more than $60 million. No. Um, I think you could even possibly, with the, with the right studio and with the right team, you could possibly do it for 30, less 40. than that. I would say 30 to 40, but, yeah. Uh, Corin Hardy, I did not love his directorial debut, The Hallow. I have seen his reel, though, and he ha- yeah. he's a master of these really dark, fucked-up visuals yeah. that should fit the crow nicely. I hope all this stuff comes together with relativity. You know, this is an important film for them as they mm. emerge from bankruptcy, and I just, you know, I hope in this ar- incarnation... It actually happens. Um, But it was a huge thrill for me as someone who grew up with uh, crow posters surrounding their bed. My first kiss, my face was all done up like the crow. So it meant a lot to me. Um, And then I got a mad pass from a friend of Meet the Movie Press, Umberto Gonzalez, El Mayimbe, which was a bummer. uh, But let's talk about him now and uh, dropping some scoops. So he did two character scoops. You know, there were actually a few things. Two character scoops this week. One, I think, kind of elicited eye rolls. The other one I thought was pretty good. Um, Black Manta. Yep. And and by the way, it it goes, you know, it's an interesting discussion of what is news these days. And, like, what what is a factoid? You know, what deserves a sentence? I'm holding a pretty interesting story myself uh, that my editor, Josh, wants to blow out into a big headline and get people to click on it. But that's not why I was told the information. Mm. You know, I was told the information to help as part of a larger story, and I want to honor that. And it's just going to be a sentence in this larger story whenever I write that. Okay. Hopefully it doesn't come out until then. This, but, the so Police Academy 8 story. Exactly. Yeah, so it's good. a difference between, you know, what is a fact and what is a factoid. Uh, anyways, this week, El Mayimbe dropped a couple of cool scoops. Black yep. Manta is going to be the villain in in uh, Aquaman. Yep. And apparently Michael K. Williams has, uh, has already said, come out and said he wants to do it yeah that's pretty cool um i didn't know necessarily who was for sure gonna be the villain in aquaman not that i have any fucking idea who black manta is no i remember being a young reporter he's kind of like a, he's a, like a treasure hunter uh okay yeah that sounds cool yeah i could see he, he'd be a good villain with aquaman obviously he's after I, the i'm after the gold i like the idea of a black villain yeah um and i really like the idea of michael k k williams uh he's great doing something outside yeah, of hbo yeah. too uh, like he was wasted in Ghostbusters. Totally wasted. Holy shit. Yeah. Um. Anyways, Black Manta, uh, Aquaman, that K 
counts. Yeah. You know, I broke the villain in Spider-Man 3. I think, I don't know if it was Sandman. I think it was maybe Rhino mm. uh, that, that was going to be Paul Giamatti. And I was pumped. And that was one of my, like, earlier scoops at a trade. And, and you know, Umberto's just starting out at, at a trade. And I think that is totally legit, Black Manta. Mm-hmm. The Lando one, um, the, while that's interesting, I think that that's a line in a story. I think that you have to get the names who are up for Lando before you can drop that Everyone kind of knew that Lando was going to be in the movie. That's that's why I kind of shrugged. Uh, yeah, it's and kind of a, I rolled. A lot of people, I think, it's kind of a given. Yeah. So to like see a big exclusive about it, I was just like, you know, it prompted Josh and I to make a few jokes just about like the leather, you know, Lord Miller testing leather vests, all that yeah. kind of stuff. I'm just, I was just teasing uh, Umberto, and and we'll smoke the peace pipe soon, and and he's always going to be one of my my good dear friends. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, there's the young Lando thing this week. Obviously, Donald Glover is is yeah, right. So then, so on the heels of that, which so that was interesting because if anything else. And you have to do this as a reporter, especially as a trade reporter. And so props to my Yimbe for, for this much. He shook the tree. He shook the tree in Hollywood and he, and something came out. And that was Devin's uh, scoop at Birth Movie's death mm. about, uh, as you said, Donald Glover, yeah. my, old, my old NYU chum. So that I think would be awesome. I think him and Alden Ehrenreich would be a really good – you can see them together yes, on screen. Uh, you really can. Yeah. They're like the right size, oddly enough. Yeah, there's everything together, about that like, fits. Because Donald's a, a little dude, mm-hmm. uh, from what I remember. Um, like, I don't see him as an action star. I don't know if he'll have to be an action star. I'm playing with this fucking thing. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> but but he's he's really funny, obviously. You guys know that. Uh, and I think he, him and Alden could have really interesting chemistry, if, in fact, he gets the job. We don't know if he yeah. even wants to do that, because Donald is not... I think you know he he's has inter- other other uh, interests. Yeah. You know he's a rapper. He's childish Cambino. He has a yep. TV series that's starting on FX soon. FX called Atlanta, which yep. I've seen. I saw the pilot. It was actually really oh, cool. good. You know we'll we'll see if that works out. But also with with the the Han Solo movie, um, it's came out today or certainly overnight. Um, they're also looking for a non-white female lead. Right. Uh, I mentioned that on on the heels of the Han Solo report. Uh, We'll, we'll we'll circle back to that in in, uh, okay. in a second. Okay, or maybe we, uh, I'm trying to think of how I want to present this. Okay, um, well let's let's move on to a couple of other things then. We we can come back to that. Um, okay, talking of additional um, film stories that came out this week, Bad Boys Three. Bad Boys for Life. Yes, is the official title. Um, and people are looking at it for 2017, but obviously they haven't even started work on it, so that's a little bit tight. Um, so they're now looking at January right. 2018. they pushed it uh, seven months or whatever. Yeah, which I think is the right thing to do, and I think January's actually a good time, because they're going to, they're gonna, you know, come out I'm hard with that in I'm all for Bad Boys coming back. Yeah, I enjoy the Bad Boys movies. Me too. I they're think not the first, high arts. I think the first film is a great, is a legitimately great movie. I've seen it a lot like dozens of times. Mm. The second one, which I think most people enjoy more, mm. the you know they're just like, oh, this is my- Michael Bay's masterpiece, and he's just like do- throwing everything. Yeah, um, I didn't care for it as much. No, uh, I think it's because there was more of an emphasis on action. I just, well, I will always take character over over big action stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, meanwhile, Joe Carnahan is directing. I kind of love that choice. Yeah, you know, he's a fucking man's man. He's a gritty dude. I think he's going to put a cool twist on this. His action seems authentic, if that yes, makes any sense, rather than Narc. just showing, throwing shitloads of Hollywood m- money at it. I want to see like, his Mission Impossible boom. movie. Yeah. I really want to see him do yeah, Mission yeah. Impossible 3. No, I'm and... a big fan of his work. Um, yeah. He did The Grey, right? Yeah. Yeah. I so, so, you know, that And I want to be... see him kind of make up for the A-Team, which wasn't his fault. Right. 
That was not his fault. It wasn't a great film, but he's he's better so than ba- that. Bad so. Boys for Life, and it really feels like life because <laughs> ninety five to twenty eighteen. That's a twenty three year franchise. Yeah, I had Who hair. Fucking thought I had that? hair when Bad Boys Two came out. That's how long it's been, my, my friend. My best friend had that poster on his bedroom wall. He, he, I was the crow. He was bad boys. Um, <laughs> anyways. Uh, also, um, another bad boy <laughs> segment. Um, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, James Bond. Oh. The, 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 That's the, not the, where I thought you were no, going just, with just, a, just a, a quick note on this. Um, uh, this week, uh, obviously, you know that Daniel Craig has signed up for Purity, which is a Showtime, Showtime yeah. movie. Uh, Showtime series. Uh, TV show. Uh, series. And um, so people are going like, oh, well. No, he can't, he can't be Bond then. He's definitely out of Bond. Apparently they came out this week and said, actually, if he did return as Bond, then this wouldn't interfere with that. So I'm, I can only assume from that oh, that I know. I'm like, oh, really? It's, time it's a for, shame. It's time for a new fucking Bond. Yeah, guy, it is time for a new Bond. But I'm just boring. thinking that it's like that would have been possibly something there would have been a pre-discussion on. So maybe we could see Daniel Craig come back. But I'm, just, I'm over Craig as Bond. I want to see a new Bond. So. Okay. Tick, uh, I thought story. you were going to say, speaking of bad boys, Michael Chernus cast as the Tinkerer in Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yeah, which I was I was curious about because I've I've seen like the first two series of Orange Is the New Black, um, but the Tinkerer is not a villain that I'm aware of, and I'm actually quite looking forward is, to see. Is he on Orange Is the New Black? I think he's in Orange Is the New Black, isn't he? I have no idea. I think he's in Orange. I didn't. I don't watch the show. Um, but um, uh, yeah, so the Tinkerer is not a villain that I'm at all familiar with. Doesn't um, sound very scary. The Tinkerer, he'll tinker with you. Yeah, but he can like mess about with gadgets and stuff like that. And if you're, you know, you're setting it with, you know, kids in high school and stuff like that. You know, with social right. media, he's hacking into your profiles, into your phones, beep beep boop boop. You know, <laughs> my Pokemon Go. He's taking You're right. Pokemon I have Go. no idea what the script looks so, like, and that could be a really interesting idea. Michael Chern is not uh, necessarily known to that many people, mm-hmm. but um, I like that they're not just throwing fucking movie stars at this film. Yeah, he's a he's a character actor. I think he marks an interesting choice. Yeah, I look forward to seeing what he does. And with I it. just certainly for the Spider Man franchise, I'm kind of like obviously if the Vulture's going to be in there as well, that's great. But it's kind of like I would like to see some villains. They they kind of dropped the ball on quite a few really good Spider Man villains in a few of the movies. For me, my favorite w- will always be um, Doc Ock. I love Doc Ock yeah, in Spider-Man, so it's just amazing. Um, and all the others, I'm kind of like, not, not quite so good. But, um, yeah, I, I think the Tinkerer, it could be fun. Going back to Mayimbe, uh, sure. you know, he dropped a story about Man of Steel 2. He did. Moving yeah. from development to active development. Yeah. What do we think about that? I mean... Didn't we kind of know that this was coming as I, well? I thought we did. I, I certainly, I remember... Uh, it, it, I thought Kevin it's been had discussed mentioned, like, yeah, we're a, making... We're making, you know, another Batman movie. We're making yeah. another Superman movie. Yeah. Um, I did kind I of think that was... Development's development. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that goes to development and then doesn't get made. But, I mean, again, you know... But this this is going to get made. I mean, they're not going to, like, recast Superman again. No. They just did. Yeah. So I, I was always kind of confident that there was going to be another Superman movie. But also, we it's it's, it's is it a, is it a Superman movie? Whereas, I mean, obviously, we don't know. So it's a rhetorical question: Is it a Man of Steel movie where it's like Man of Steel, or is it a Man of Steel movie where we're looking at effectively um, the Captain America um, Civil War that we saw, which is kind of more of a like an Avengers movie. Like an no, Avengers I, movie, I, and a bit more like a Batman versus Superman, we Wonder Woman kind of Batman thing. appear in Man of Steel 2? Maybe. But doesn't I, that I have that, no clue. Doesn't but... that really become more of a sequel to Batman versus Superman than no, a no, no, Man no, no, of no, Steel? No, 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 no. 
No. If you make a Man of Steel 2 and it's a movie about Superman and Batman shows up for a scene at the end to help mm-hmm. him out with something, that's still a Man of Steel 2 movie. Yeah. I don't know. Um, if we're doing Man of Steel 2, um, can Steel Johnson, the American swimmer, please be in it? Because Steel Johnson sounds like a futuristic sex robot. <laughs> and I just love his name. Uh, okay. Okay. There's a, a few more uh, things to discuss this week. Yeah. Ocean's 8. Yes. Filling out the cast, and it's not done yet, folks. No. Some interesting names, actually. Rihanna. Okay. Yeah. Anne Hathaway. Okay. All right. And uh, Aquafina. Yeah. Um, who? Yeah. yeah she was <laughs> fine in, uh, in Neighbours 2, Sorority Rising. Um, but also Mindy Carling. Yeah, she... I, who I think good. is good. But I was... Here's the thing. I was more interested in Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Anne Hathaway, man. That's a, that's a good get. I think that she could be really good with Kate Blanchett. I, th- and, I uh... think the, the key to this movie really resonating, and I d- it's not because it's women, but I think it's going to be the characters that they have and how well written it is. How well they're drawn, yeah. Yeah, because I think that's going to be key here because there's a lot of really... I mean, obviously, Helen, Helena Bonham Carter's in there as well. You've got Kate Blanchett. You've got Sandra Bullock. The cast... Handle correctly with the right script could be absolutely killer and big money. But I if you know, I think it's smart to bring this this title back. It's not yeah. necessarily the franchise, no. um, although I don't know if it'll have any association with Clooney. I'd read that he was going to produce originally, and now he's not. Yeah, so it stands to reason that he might not cameo in it. But you never know if they're throwing millions at him, and you don't know how big all these roles are going to. Otherwise, be. why? You know, I guess would it be his sister? I guess we wouldn't necessarily need to see Danny Ocean if. Yeah, Could be a rival. Anyway, it'll be. I want to. I, I just can't wait to see who uh, the villain is because I think it should be a woman as well. I don't think that they should go up against a, well, a guy. I know the name Elizabeth Banks uh-huh. has been mentioned, and Ooh. that's kind of dropped off the radar. And I know she's going to be playing the villain in the Power Rangers movie, but I I would crawl over broken glass naked for Elizabeth Banks. Someone mentioned Anna Kendrick too. I thought I think she, she would, would be, be cool. Interesting. Um, there are a lot of there are a lot of really good strong women out there right now who I think could who don't do villain stuff mm-hmm. who I think could do villain really really well and uh, it'll be interesting to see who fills out that eighth slot yeah I may I may, I may know a few things I may not oh that won't be the the tease that I was uh, teasing it, on Twitter is it uh, what, what Steve, we're gonna end the show with Steve Gutenberg and drag. Yes, it's Steve Gutenberg is, okay, cool. is That's number Ocho. Yep. Uh, a few other things. Narnia. Cool. Yep. Narnia coming back. Uh, the Silver Chair. I didn't read that one. Uh, you know, do you care about the Narnia franchise no, at this point? I don't. No, I'll neither. be honest with you. I'm just kind of. It, I mean, the first film I liked. The second me film too. I wasn't a big fan of. The third one I don't think I even saw. Yeah, it's like I'm, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, it was a poor man's Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, and I'm just yeah, and, the, that, and those are not great movies. Um, it's going to need a heavy uh, rejiggering yeah, right now, and that's at Sony now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Friday the Thirteenth uh, got yes. a director in the form of Breck Eisner. Yep. I didn't realize it was Michael Eisner's son, mm. I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. I like the crazies. Love the crazies. It's not a terrible choice. I don't think of him as like a, you know, A-less horror director. No. Uh, it would have been, I probably would have preferred someone with a little less experience. Yeah. Someone a little bit edgier, the way that Lionsgate handed Adam Wingard Blair Witch. Yeah. Um, David Bruckner, I thought, was an interesting choice. Um, but I mean, I'm if, fine if with Breck Eisner. It could have been a lot worse, but yeah. I mean, I thought the visuals in the, in the film that he did with Vin Diesel, the uh, last Witchfinder, 
visually it yeah. was fine, but I didn't like the movie. Um, but I do going back to the crazies. I mean, he nailed that. I mean, he didn't. It was good. I, yeah. No, see, I really like that. I don't think it's like a great movie. I really enjoyed that. Um, I, okay. I, you know, I like his work. So, yeah, but I'm, I'm with you on the like you know, Brian Bertino would have been interesting. Yeah. Um, eh, whatever. Uh, could have could have been worse. Do we, is there? I, I have one big tease. Is there anything else that you wanted to discuss uh, briefly touch on to uh, Wolverine? Um, apparently Patrick Stewart in that is the last time that we'll see him as Xavier. Yeah, apparently. Wait, I mean, I, fucking I break, dude. How do, you, I, how do you believe this stuff? I don't entirely believe that. Um, but if it is, I think it'll be a shame because I love him and I, I don't want it to be in a substandard Wolverine movie, which a lot of the Wolverine movies have been below par. It would be a shame to send him off in a subpar movie. That's sure. all I'm saying. Okay. That's, so that's, that's my that, standpoint that's on that. But um, what's your tease? All right, so we're going to end the show with this? Yeah, let's do it. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do... Oh, I'm trying to think. Should I do one name, both names? Fuck it. Both Fuck names. it. All right. Double gun it. So, you know, we mentioned... Uh, people were talking about Cable from Deadpool 2. Mm-hmm. There's been a name who's been floating around for Cable for months. Yep. Hasn't changed. Don't know if it's changed. Didn't make any calls about this. This was just the name that's been out there for months. So take this with a gigantic grain of salt, the biggest grain of salt that your tiny little brain can imagine. The name that is floating around for Cable right now is Kyle Chandler. Interesting. Yep. Never played a superhero before or Mm -hmm. anything like that. Never done a comic book movie, I don't think. Uh, you know, he's worked with Affleck on Argo. He's got Bloodline, Friday yep. Night Lights. A lot of goodwill for Kyle Chandler. Um, big enough? Physically big enough? Because well, Cable's a I, I agree. big ass guy. I, I agree. Could he bulk up, though? Because I could kind of see him bulking up. Yeah. Just getting, like, shredded. I don't know if he's interested in that kind of thing. I'm just saying that's the name that's been out there. Okay. The name for Domino, who's said to be the the scene stealer of the movie, yeah, is Mackenzie Davis. Okay, yeah, um, you know, I'd heard her name tied to like uh, what was it for Han Solo, I think, um, but but then that you know then I started you know that was like early 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 in the process, and now. Uh, they're leaning towards someone who is not white. Mm. Uh, I know that you know a lot of studios are really interested in her. She's sort of proving herself as um, like she has a su- supporting role in Blade Runner too, mm-hmm. and uh, you know studios are starting to feel that she could make that leap to to a leading lady, yeah, um, or at least someone like edgy, like like something like Deadpool two would necessitate. So yeah. You know, she, I think it's part of the pic, it's the pixie haircut yeah, that she yeah. has on uh, on Halter Catchfire on on, AB, on AMC that helps people maybe picture her as Domino. Yeah, um, I don't know if she's nearly as uh, not firm or anything, but as like real a rumor as Kyle Chandler's Cable. Mm-hmm. But those are just some of the names that are being kicked around for for Deadpool too, which I do think will add a star to. Yeah, um, you know, because the first film there really wasn't much star power outside of Ryan. No. Uh, which was quite surprising, actually. I mean, everybody yeah. else was really not th- not a name. I think there's a thought, you know, at Fox that this could be a billion-dollar sequel. Yeah. Um, yeah, because the first one was so well-received for the most part. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I, I spoke to, I mean, another, another name, someone I spoke to about this a couple of months ago, I floated, I had a conversation with um, uh, Henry Rollins. 
and he might be too old for the role, but he was very interested. Very interested in it. I think he'd be... Oh, like, was he? Physically, yeah. I think he would fit it. You're right. And he has, he has had conversations with various studios about doing, you know, superhero bad guys. Really? He has had conversations. Yeah, he has. Simon. Oh, come on, Henry Rollins. Come Henry on. Henry Rollins? Did you see him in Sons of Anarchy? He does a lot of straight-to-home entertainment stuff, but seriously, I think he would... And, and Dolph... He was almost and, Negan in The Walking and, Dead. And Captain Marvel will fight Dolph Lundgren. Um, I'd, I'd watch that, yeah. Seriously. Uh, all right. I'm in. On that note, let's wrap this show up. We're getting silly now, the, the, folks. The Rock, by, directed by Jodie Foster. Well, wait, shit, we, ha- we had to mention The Rock. Uh, <laughs> of course we did. every show. So The Rock, The Rock... By the way, wait, before we close... Yes, we talk about that. Yeah, okay. holy shit. Yeah. The Rock, coming out firing this week on Instagram about yeah. candy asses... Uh, and everybody was like, Poor old who, who is the kid? It's like the oh, biggest mystery Scott in America. Eastwood. Yeah. <laughs> right, Scott Eastwood got dragged into I was this. like, oh, my, hasn't he had a, a bad enough guy. week? He is no candy yeah, ass. No, he's not. He's a lovely he's man. He's Clint Eastwood's son. He's no candy ass. No, he's a great guy. It was Vin Diesel. Yeah. It was Vin Diesel all along <laughs> with the lead pipe in the kitchen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. The Rock doesn't. I don't think this was a PR stunt, though. I've. I've worked with both of them mm-hmm. many, many times, and to get them to publicly lose their shit, you've got to push them hard. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is one of the, certainly when you're talking to him as a member of the press, he's up there with people like Will Smith and Tom Cruise, affable, friendly, whatever you need him to do, he'll be more than happy to do it. He's fun. He brings his A-game when he's public-facing. Vin Diesel does the same in a very different way. To get Dwayne Johnson pissed off, something happened. He does not lose. What could have happened? I don't know, but he doesn't... He stole his Danish. He doesn't generally lose his shit, and he certainly doesn't lose his shit in public. He's a very calculated man, Dwayne Johnson. Whatever The Rock is cooking... out of character. That's a big-ass meal. Ooh. So it was out of character for him. It was a bit of a surprise. Of a lot of people thought it was just like a PR stunt. I don't think it was. I don't think it was. Um, but you know what? It's about family, and sometimes the families they fight. You know. Sometimes I don't you know can... what that was, but yeah, it's... we have got to get out of here before I <laughs> do more bad before accents. We... Yeah. Uh, I week? am. Yeah, Simon. Simon, who are you? Where can the good people find you? Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at showbizsimon, Instagram at showbizsimon, or on Facebook uh, forward slash this is Simon Thompson. You can find me at mashable.com slash entertainment and on Twitter at, at the insnider. I'm Jeff Snyder for Popcorn Talk Network. Make sure you rate, comment, subscribe, and all Do. that stuff. Tell your friends. See Sausage Party. You just met the movie press. We're out. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.